Welcome to the Shelfwarmers Podcast, the show about toys, why we like them, our connections to the figures, and their relevance to bigger topics. I'm Sugu, your co-host, and today we're going to talk about Silver Surfer, and in my head canon, Obsidian Surfer, and Collection Symmetries. And I'm your co-host, Darby, and join us as we discuss a lot of other things, including going down some rabbit holes on the current Dawn of X era in X-Men comics, Scarlet Witch, but we promise it all wraps together. Before we begin, by way of introduction, I'm Darby Harn, the author of the novels Ever the Hero and A Country of Eternal Light. I'm a senior writer for Screen Rant and a contributor for Star Wars Newsnet. I am also part of the Movie News Network podcast, talking all things movies, TV, and pop culture. I collect comic books, Star Wars toys, and things I really should not be buying. <laughs> and I'm Sugu, your co-host. I work in IT and education, and I'm also passionate about writing and story. You can find some of my travel writings on allaboutjapan.com, where I've written various articles about my life and perspectives in Japan. I collect mostly Transformers, but I've recently started collecting Marvel Legends figures and die-cast cars, such as Hot Wheels. Since living in Japan, I've developed an interest in tabletop gaming, so I also have a wide collection of board games. Tonight, we're going to talk about one of my, strangely, one of my favorite Marvel Legends figures that I have. I can probably rant and rave and glow about this figure for probably a good hour and a half, two hours or so. Uh, but Darb, you have, I think, the opposite opinion of the figure itself. Mm-hmm. However, there's a bigger question that I have in mind, and I I don't actually know if you have the same... Um, the same tendency with your collection um but i want to kind of explain what mine is so that's kind of the the initial intro <laughs> hopefully that got everyone hooked the um the figure that i'm talking about is what i call obsidian surfer i don't know if that's actually the proper name for the figure or not because i think it's packaged as silver surfer but i like the idea of calling it obsidian surfer instead um, I think I think just the colloquial term in the comics is the Silver Surfer Black. Okay, Silver Surfer Black sounds generic to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so I rather like the idea of like Obsidian Surfer. Mm-hmm. So, in in full disclosure and all fairness, I have zero knowledge about this character, none whatsoever. Um, but I saw him at the store, and I thought the figure just looked beautiful. It was the Silver Surfer Marvel Legends mold, but decoed in gunmetal gray or gunmetal black. Absolutely stunning figure for me, um, just the way that it looks. It also comes with um, Thor's hammer Mjolnir. So I'm like, okay, so he must be like a relatively good character or still be a Mm -hmm. hero because he's carrying the hammer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he's supposed to be a villain or not, but he ain't in my world. So So that's the figure. And I know it's kind of a a kooky one. It's like a variant of an established character. But um, I saw that in the store and I thought this is just an absolute beautiful figure like it's just stunning so i got it i took it home and i looked at it and i'm like oh this is really this figure is really cool but dang now i have to get silver surfer and you told me silver surfer is super rare yes and so i'm like oh no what do i do (laughs) what have i gotten myself into and I found him, actually. I found him uh, on Amazon. The price was higher than uh, I expected, than it's probably worth, because at the end of the day, it's still a Marvel Legends figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my collection purposes, it was fine. So I got him. So I told you I told you that whole story to get to this point. Why am I buying figures to make sure that they're symmetrical? When I bought Obsidian Surfer, now I'm stuck needing to buy 
a second counterpart for a symmetrical uh, display. So that's kind of what we're going to be exploring today. Both that Marvel Legends figure and my my psychosis, psychology. (laughs) Well, maybe first I'll give a little bit of background for folks who are curious about Silver Surfer Black or Obsidian Surfer, which is is much better. The uh, Obsidian Surfer... He is black, or, or in the comics, uh, here he's more gunmetal gray, uh, because he um, his body is stained by a fight with Null, the god of the symbiotes, uh, who created Venom. And so they get into an epic cosmic fight. Null is relatively recent development, as is the Black Surfer, uh, last few years in the comics. Um, so this is one of the rare occasions where a new modern sort of character or version of a character makes it into Legends pretty fast fairly rare given how broad the line is actually um when did this character when was this character maybe 17 maybe 18 oh dang somewhere somewhere in there and um so surfer uh and Noel get into a fight and then it's a it's a whole thing um i'll spare people the details but in the course of that he does uh surfer does uh, end up wielding mjolnir surfer norn rad being one of the few people in the comics who is worthy to wield the hammer of course surfer one of the most genuine upstanding dudes in marvel comics history one of the reasons he's the best. So, um, but this was to capitalize on the, the humongous popularity of the Surfer. Um, and this here in the States was a Walgreens exclusive. And this figure is pretty difficult to come by. Just as the original Surfer was from 2018. So that also was a Walgreens exclusive. The classic Silver Surfer. One of the rarest figures in the line. Here on the secondary market here in the States. will set you back probably a couple hundred dollars at the top end. Boxed. So, yeah, one of the reasons that Surfer was included with Galactus, the recent HasLab Galactus, was just because, one, duh, but two, um, because that Surfer is so uh, rare and... most people didn't get a chance to get him. I happen when while he was, I didn't get any of the Fantastic Four Walgreens figures. Uh, just so happens, I'm actually going to pick up the set today, <laughs> later today, uh, from a uh, a friend who is selling them. Yeah. So, uh, but not Fantastic the uh, just the just the four, just the family, uh, not the Surfer, unfortunately. So I'm picking up sort of a small mini collection that they're sort of offloading. Uh, figures that I don't have and I, I didn't get any of those Walgreens figures very hard to find I spent uh, I happened to be in San Francisco back in 2018 and I remember going while I had the chance I went from one Walgreens to another there in the mission uh, just to duck in to see if they had surfer no luck there but uh, uh, so so I don't the regular silver surfer yes yeah the, the regular uh, uh, Kirby silver surfer and so I don't have either of these figures I'm not particularly uh, drawn to the uh, obsidian surfer I, I'm not a fan of that actually um, the figure is amazing um, I thought the way that they realized the figure with the paint the paint was extraordinary uh, on that figure um, and if you're a surfer fan I definitely probably worth buying I'm a huge Silver Surfer fan, but I don't, I didn't particularly, not a fan of Null, and I'm not a fan of the whole symbiote thing, the mythology. Is it because it's just too new of a character? No, I just, I just, I'm not, um, uh, it really has to do with Null and the whole symbiotes. I, I, the, the, the symbiote thing, mythology is interesting. It's sort of mm-hmm. taken over, sort of the cosmic Marvel side of things in the last few years, recently culminated in this massive king and black story arc and i did everybody so everybody becomes a symbiote everybody gets a little venom or carnage or whatever and I just, i'm not into it I, I just i'm never i don't like these characters there's a venom movie coming out in a couple of weeks that i have zero interest in that um, explains the whole uh funko pop venomized or venomized everything yeah oh my god that is annoying i i looked i saw yeah. those i'm like those are those are terrible those are awful it's they have their fans certainly, and people love Venom and the symbiotes, and I just never did. Uh, Venom's okay. Uh, Venom was kind of cool. I remember reading Venom on the rack back Spider-Man 300. Yeah. I bought it off the rack at the cigar store. Um, I I liked Venom as a character by himself, but then when it yeah. got, uh, and I was fine with his popularity as a as a foil to Spider-Man. 
that was fine. Mm. Um, but then as it, uh, as it kind of developed, like I, I got the first issue of Venom number one, something like Innocent Protector, or Lethal Protector, Lethal yes. Protector. Yeah. Lethal um, Protector. I got, I got Venom number one with a holographic cover, and I think number two and number three as well to kind of finish out that story. But meh, like Venom just I... didn't really do much for me. He does. He's never done anything for me, and and like I said, he has his fans, and and the symbiote thing is uh, has its fans. Um, I I I'd never liked it. It's just not my scene, and so I so I don't have much sort of investment in this particular iteration of Silver Surfer. Like I said, a cool figure. I chose not to get him. I did. I I did run across him at one point. I chose not to get him. I don't have the surfer, the silver surfer, so my ability to gain any symmetry in my collection is uh, a little bit dashed there. That's been a source of frustration. Uh, one of the main reasons I contemplated getting Galactus was for surfer, because mm -hmm. frankly, the investment in a silver surfer is about half the investment in Galactus. I ended up not getting Galact. Yeah, I ended up not getting Galactus. Um, I'm probably going to end up regretting that um, having. <laughs> Having seen, uh, having uh, uh, my cousin, Matt, well, my cousin Matt got his Sentinels uh, a couple weeks ago, and I I was there for the unboxing, and I was, I played around with the Sentinel, which is a we'll have to get Matt on to talk about it. It's a massively impressive toy, and the minute I saw it, I was like, I I kind of regret not buying the Sentinel, but not really. But Galactus, I think I probably will. I I that could be bad, but um. <laughs> the, there's a lot of good reasons to buy Galactus. Surfer is one of them. So, for me to pose my my Silver Surfer as like on the case as an adult mm -hmm. collector, it's fine. But the ab section is a bit loose. Oh really? Uh, like he kind of really likes his ab crunches. Like yeah. I, I just he is he's buff. He's built, and like he he wants to keep doing those crunches. Thousand a day, he's fine. Um, so I, I do want to, I do want to figure out a way to tighten up that ab joint. Um, that's with this is, figure, but yeah, that may be hard. Um, he's built on that buck. This is an older buck, uh, that they're using for surfer. It's a little bit earlier in the Marvel legends run. And so it ha he has it, it. It may just be a product of the figure. I I I believe the Silver Surfer coming with Galactus is a brand new figure. I'm not. A, I know the head is brand new. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent on the body, but. Um, I, are you sure it's an older one? Because this has got that cut that gives yeah. him super wide uh, shoulder articulation. It's the yeah. same buck that Black Panther has that I have, which I really like. And it's also the same buck as that red claw that I have that I have him on display. And there he is just sitting right there on the corner looking dejected. Yeah. He belongs dejected. That, um, that, that buck goes back to <laughs> at least 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, oh, really? They, I didn't they, know yeah, they, that old. Yeah, they've used it. I mean, it's a, obviously it's a great figure, but it, they've, they've gotten their use out of it. Um, I should say before we get too far, I do have a surfer. I just don't have. I don't have Is that the, the toy biz one. No, I have the brand new. Just came out. I have the uh, Marvel Legends Retro. Oh right, you showed me that actually. Four, the four three and three quarter. Three and three quarter, and this thing is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's got some great sort of the figure. He's just the, he's just the surfer, but he's got his board, and. Um, the main thing the main thing with these is just the art and the art is pretty good uh not jack kirby but man um so i dig these a lot and th this one i suspect is going to be the most well i don't know storm is in this wave giant size x-men storm is in this wave too so it could be a major contest between the most popular figures in this wave i don't have her of course <laughs> didn't get didn't get her yet um but i got surfer so very happy with that yeah i mean that's uh that's cool it's the the three and three quarter i'm still i'm still gonna try and get you to get a second one just so you can take it out of the packaging i respect I might. that you mm -hmm. that you want it carded fine but dude you gotta take it out of the box 
Some of them, uh, I just buying carded on these, although I do have a couple that um, I did buy doubles of Spider-Man Human Torch. I will probably buy a second surfer just because um, I don't have a surfer otherwise. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought with Galactus that the Walgreens surfer would come down in value a bit. The opposite has happened. Um, he's gone up in value. Mm. Um Maybe that's just momentary. I don't know. The secondary market, the aftermarket prices on toys are, as with everything right now, are it's crazy. Weird. Crazy. Oh my so, god! Yeah. So if you're like me and you're you're like, well, maybe I want to go back and grab this or that. You better pray to God that no one else wants it because you're gonna be paying out the nose. Yeah. Well, and you know when I bought my surfer, that was kind of one of the things that I just kind of accepted you know you win some you lose some um one yeah. of the things that i do and i i don't know if i can say this on this podcast is like revealing one of my own collecting trade secrets right but mm. one of the things i do is i do a lot of pre-orders on amazon mm-hmm. um, because they do that price guarantee which yep. means that when i pre-order it if the price dips a- at all i keep the lowest price yes right even if it goes back up when I started collecting Transformers, that was fine. It actually worked out in my favor most of the time, and it was fine. Um, but <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, for example, my recent SH figure, Shang-Chi, um, it dipped in price. I got the lowest price, and then it was released, and then it went lower. I'm like, oh, man, I could have just waited. <laughs> that hap- that <laughs> happens sometimes. Price. Um, there's been a number of uh, Star Wars uh, vintage collection figures, especially recently, which is weird, um, where uh, some of the prices went down like maybe half by half on oh, some damn. of them. Uh, but there are probably an equal number that went the opposite direction. Like already yeah. the Jawa, the yeah. off-world Jawa that I got uh, the other day or a couple weeks ago, actually. You can't see him. Um, he's uh, already up to like $25, which, okay. Yeah. But... So, and that's kind of the thing about the Silver Surfer that I got is that, you know, for most of my collection, the prices were kind of lower, or, you know, they were able to fluctuate enough that I kind of justify it to myself. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's the price it is. I it, Look, I, I can't control the market, so that's the price it is. If I want a Silver Surfer, then I've got to pay the pay 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 admission price, right? And just kind of the end, the end of it. I do this with comics all the time. I will, um, I will justify buying a more expensive comic because I'm getting so many. At, I've I've gotten enormous deals on comic books in the last I don't know six months or so. I was able to get a copy of X Men 129, which is first appearance of Kitty, for pretty cheap, relatively compared for that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, with some uh, bundled with some others that made it even better. So I have not been able to buy that surfer though, the silver surfer. I've I had an opportunity last year to buy it and I didn't do it, which was pretty dumb in retrospect because I could have got him and the entire Walgreens set yeah. uh, for a pretty fair price. You know, definitely paying over retail, but relatively fair. Should have done it. I didn't do it at the time. That's the speculation part of it, right? Yeah, and it was sort of, you know, I sort of was focused on other things. And I have overpaid the Marvel Legends Beast. You referred to him earlier, the blue version. I, I did not get him at retail. I paid $50 for him. 50 uh, Yeah. And, he is $90 uh, here. Yeah. Uh, he's probably that here now. So I got him last year. Mm-hmm. And that's a figure that a lot of people didn't get. Um, a lot of people want them to re-release. I'm sure they will at some point in some form. Um, I recently got the Dr. Octopus uh, Marvel Legends figure. Uh, this figure, I got him for, I traded for him for, and I got very fair. This figure's blown up for one reason and one reason only. So you can guess what it is. Alfred Molina. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, that was a good pickup on my part. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, Legends, it's, it's, if you don't get it right away, um, if you're, we talked about this a lot on the pod, you know, I, I sort of just cherry pick legends because I'm not, another great example is Kang. Uh, yeah. 
we can guess why Kang is popular, but this figure came out last year. I pre-ordered him, so I, I just really wanted him. Now, this figure has gone up there like the other one. It's He will absolutely be re-released, but if you want him right now, um, you know, 50 well, bucks Well, you know maybe. what's crazy about the Kang figure is he is so popular or in such high value, I cannot find him in Japan. He's oh, not, wow. He ain't on yeah. no boat coming to Japan. No, he was a figure that was they like so Doctor Doom, the Doctor Doom figure from last year. They packed two to a case, and they should have done that with Kang, and they should have done that with Ultron, who just came out. Ultron mm -hmm. is a figure you cannot find. Uh, there you can see Ultron; he shows up really well, actually. It's funny because Ultron like, ah. is not rare in Japan. Oh, really? See here? He's yeah, he's at rare. the Toys R Us's. I can go pick him up tomorrow. Oh well. Well, here, no, I can't because tomorrow yeah. is a bit. He, he's a bit far for me. Like he's gotcha. an hour on the train or so. But, okay. but like he's not particularly uncommon here. Yeah, here in the states, you can forget about Ultron if you didn't pre-order him. And with the villains, I feel like the same thing. There's a whole villains wave uh, a couple months ago. So Red Skull, Dormammu, forget about it. So and I didn't get those. I didn't get Red Skull. I didn't get Dormammu. That that again. I could yeah. probably I could probably find them on Amazon. Um, probably Dormammu for sure. Red Skull. You kind of you just it, I and I'm sort of you know I'm I'm getting to that point where you sort of defensively pre-order figures you may not be sure about you know, but I'm also getting to the point where I kind of want I. I'm not a completist. We've talked about this too, but I, I also kind of want a sort of a gallery of sort of the main people. Mm -hmm. And um, when when they come up, whether that's Red Skull, I'm not a huge Red Skull person, but he's like the dude. And mm -hmm. so you kind of have to have him. Same thing with Dormammu. I, Dormammu is not somebody I really care about. It's a figure. One, it's a great figure. Two, kind of have to have him. But anyway, we're getting a bit far afield from Surfer. What well, was it to you about the, I was going to ask about yeah. what was the appeal really of the sort of the black surfer? I just think that gunmetal look just looked yeah so damn svelte and like, I don't know, luxur luxurious, so mm. to speak. Like it just looked cool. Like I said, I have no connection to the character itself. I have no connection to um, the lore behind him, anything like that. So to me, it's just a deco. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a deco that also contains Thor's hammer. Like, that's kind of it, right? Like, I have nothing else. So as you were saying, you're not really into the figure, but that's because of the lore. But the figure itself, mm -hmm. you even you're saying that the figure is great. It's really Like, cool. it looks really good. That's the only reason I got it, because it just looks so striking. And looks so... Yeah. I mean, because Silver Surfer as a design is really plain right like i have to acknowledge that that the design of silver surfer's costume for lack of a better word is very straightforward very plain well it's just so simple i think that's part of the reason why it's so iconic it's one of the lightning bolt designs of all time mm -hmm. it's like as a creator you sort of live for this coming up with a character who's like that sort of immediately iconic he was so iconic that when, because Jack Kirby invented the Silver Surfer, and he threw him in on a whim in Fantastic Four 48, uh, 49, uh, because he thought that Galactus should just have a herald. Galactus was such a godlike figure, so gods had heralds. So Stan Lee, who did not write Silver Surfer into the script, got the pages back, and he's like, who's this guy? Kirby's like, he's a Silver Surfer. <laughs> so, and once people saw, when comic book readers saw this dude, 1966, uh, 67, um, they were like, holy shit. And like Silver Surfer is one of those immediately iconic guys. And part of it is the simplicity. His costume, not really a costume. It's just sort of his thing. Although they do draw him in some cases is wearing sort of trunks, which is like, okay. Yeah. Uh, gotta get gotta get around the uh, obscenity laws in America, right? Exactly, yeah. But the thing is, you know, uh, another another thing about his costume is you know, art students would love it. He he's right. He's he's David, right? He's yeah. basically perfect. just the perfect form. Yeah. So 
that's why I when I saw that box, I was just blown away. It just was stunning. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Silver Surfer in, in in of itself is fine. No, not fine. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But to have the Silver Surfer in this gunmetal black, it was just yeah, I was blown away. And I still, even now to this day, where my Marvel Legends collection has um uh exploded mm. <laughs> in a month e- even to this day that silver surfer just catches my eye right away definitely that silver surfer the obsidian surfer right just catches my eye and um i was staring at it on my display case and yeah i i needed to get silver surfer like that was just there was no debate anymore about it so so right. then so talking about the symmetry thing because you needed to have the other surfer like do you have any interest in the in the four inch in the retro uh not so much i probably should and to be honest i should have more interest in the four inch scale of hero figures and the transformers legend scale uh just because it'll be one nicer on my wallet and two nicer on my display case right? right you can fit a lot more of them but Right. Yeah, no, I I just the only four inch figure I really have is my Cost Baby Penny Parker. And that's oh, yeah. to go with the Spider Verse section where all of my figures have like a different style to them. I I've always been I don't think I am symmetry is probably not the right word for me because I've always been interested in different scales and so I've got a lot of stuff going on, on my desk right now, probably too much. So I've been buying the Legos lately. So I've got a little Lego Wanda who doesn't show up at all. And then I've got Marvel Legends Wanda and they're hanging out together. Um, I actually have several characters, Sam, Vision, Bucky, who I have counterparts for in Lego and Legends now. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Not to interrupt, but that reminds me. Today I went to Legoland uh, uh, near me. And uh, yeah, thought of you. Like they had a lot of Avengers sets, and Spidey sets. Actually, come to think of it, um, I, lo- I love. They the didn't Legos. have the Daily Bugle though. Mm. Yeah, I I've been buying the the blind bags, the minifigures. I've got half the set now. I've got six out of the twelve, and so I love those. And then um, and then as I was saying with Star Wars, I got the same thing going on. I've got the clone, the new Clone Wars Ahsoka just came out, and then the four inch, and then I've got her six inch version right behind her, Mando, the kid, all that stuff. So um, I kind of just um, there's a weird bit of symmetry going on now because I have so many sort of um, of the same character and sort of different styles at the moment, um, but. I think for myself in collecting, definitely with Star Wars over the years, it did become about you would start to build scenes, right? Like Jabba's mm-hmm. Palace or the Cantina or what have you. And it was about building that out. And one of the biggest, the most fun things that I enjoyed about the prequels, especially the, the toys from that era, is that they covered everything. And I yeah. was absolutely in love with all of the designs. The prequels could do no wrong as far as I was concerned when it came to like the designs of the costumes and the figures and the toys so i just loved i bought it all and whatever it was i just i you know i i really enjoyed that so i had to have all of those and mostly i do i there are some star wars figures i just don't have but yeah do you do any diorama building i used to I, i don't really anymore there there's too many of them and i don't really have the space for all that and and also, that's no longer a factor in the toys in Star Wars play. Like, they don't... There's no world building in Star Wars collecting anymore. Um, so it used to be... Um, the collecting was all built around this idea of assembling scenes. Assembling characters that went together uh, either to fill out a scene or they, they went with a vehicle or a beat. There was something that they there was a purpose to it well now it's just completely random so you'll just get a completely random figure they're starting maybe to crawl back towards it you know you got maul and ahsoka from the end of clone wars just came out together that's maybe outside of the mando figures is maybe the first instance of that in like four or five years Mm -hmm. like 
um, the the Rise of Skywalker toys weren't that was they didn't even do a Kylo Ren for Rise of Skywalker. What you know? Yeah. So in the four inch they did a Ray, which who was an amazing figure. Well, they did do Kylo. You're like whatever they did. There's there's other Kylos. Well, the Kylo from Rise of Skywalker, yeah, he, he rebuilt his mask, so it had all the red cracks in it. Well, you want him because you got they got to fight, and they haven't done that figure. It's uh, the Hasbro approach to Star Wars, and this is well, I won't go down this rabbit hole. Maybe we <laughs> will do a different episode at some point. But the that the current sort of strategy behind Star Wars toys at Hasbro. Not fun. Definitely nowhere near as fun as Marvel Legends, which is uh, basically if you want it, you're going to get it. Yeah. Unless it's Rachel Summers, in which case I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break to let you know about some exciting developments on the podcast. First of all, thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, if you like our content and you want more of it, you can subscribe to our channel and get additional conversations between Sugu and I. So stick around after the episode for a quick sample of what you could get. If you want to give us any feedback, feel free to let us know your thoughts and opinions at shelfwarmers at gmail.com or on Twitter at shelfwarmers. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. You know, but as we're talking about collecting uh, symmetry, as you're talking about, I kind of had another idea of collecting symmetry, which mm. is something that you are doing buying two of the same figure one for the packaging and one to take out of packaging yeah with these uh, in rare cases right like I, I I don't know I would consider that symmetry for the purposes of this discussion I don't know sure. if I would in general but um, for here yeah like buying multiples uh, and another ep- uh, another thing that I mentioned uh, while we were talking about this episode is my transformers right it's well mm-hmm. known within transformers that characters are repaints of other characters right so i've got on the autobot side i've got prowl blue streak and smokescreen mm-hmm. they're the same mold mm-hmm. um but i've got all three of them or even more egregious are the seekers starscream thundercracker skywarp yeah they're famously the same mold and the only difference is just the literally the deco like prowl prowl at least has the police deco with the extra light bar added a smoke screen has the the racing deco with the extra ground effects but starscream thundercracker and skywarp literally the exact same mold just different paint that's it and then you've got dirge and ramjet and um the other one who have drawn a blank right now um yeah thrust. it thrust um which i always thought that that second set was the coolest ones because the wings were different um it's a, it tells you all you need to know about the 80s generation that they sold us three or four of the same toy at the same time and we were like that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even care <laughs> right they did that in the transformers line ubiquitously yeah and all over uh, the place all over the place and you didn't really care it was a different character and they did a great job of differentiating the characters um not so much the the toys but yeah no i i uh, carded I, I enjoy carded um here and there uh i have some really nice uh classic vintage kinner carded and i don't one of my big regrets in collecting i think i've talked about before in the pod is i didn't when I had the chance, when the prices were reasonable, I didn't attempt to get the full Cardi collection. Mm-hmm. That now is simply impossible. Uh, I do have the 12 backs, um, the original 12, so there's that. Um, and then the recent ones, I, I, I've, I've recently, though, I've been buying sort of carded versions of the vintage collection. Like, I got carded versions of um, so Maul and Ahsoka and the Jawa all just came out. And, uh, but they came trashed, uh, from, I ordered pre-order from Amazon and that's mm-hmm. generally the case. Uh, the, the situation with the pandemic and just toy collecting in general means that you're not really finding these at the store. Yeah. And so I pre-order, but they're coming trash. So I'm no longer buying any carded Star Wars. I'm just not going to do it. If what I do you find mean they come in, trashed? They ship them in a box, dude. So like, you know how it goes. Like. 
you know, the card comes in a box and then they cram it into the box. And so I, I collect cardy because I want a clean card. I want a card that looks good on the wall. Well, sure. they're bent, they're creased, they're folded. So if I find it at the store, cool. If I don't, cool. The Marvel Retro I find at the store, and these are perfect. Like, you know, like Surfer, he's he's clean. You know, um, yeah, right. this also, another thing, quick digression. Another thing with Star Wars and Marvel is that the card stock for the Marvel Legends Retro, this is a $10 figure. This card stock is two or three times as thick as the Vintage Collection figure, which is a $15. That I don't know what you're doing over at Star Wars Hasbro. <laughs> I, you know, but... Um, so it takes a lot more to bend. We've assumed that people from DC are listening to this podcast. We've assumed that people from Marvel are listening to this podcast. Let's just give advice to Hasbro. What are they doing? What are they doing? You know, I, I lo- let me back up. Hasbro, I love what you're doing on your toys. Um, Star Wars, um, you're basically sending out your figures attached to newspaper print. And you're charging... A pretty healthy premium and I get it Marvel they got all the money they got all the money so whatever they want to do they get but there's no reason on earth that they're issuing a better thicker more quality card stock on a cheaper figure that that is and with the excuses there's a lot of excuses I don't want to actually start complaining about Hasbro there's a lot of complaining on sort of YouTube sort of toy channels right now that uh, I'm not into, but just, but really honestly though, because I, 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 I love these toys. I do want to buy doubles and carded versions of these toys, but I'm not going to do it anymore with Star Wars because that, that, that's waste, that's pissing away money, and I'm just not going to do it. So sure, okay. So to to spin to spin the spotlight on to you, why are you collecting doubles, one to keep in packaging and one to take out? It's really the love of the art and the package, and this just goes back to when I was a kid. There is simply nothing but the coolest toy package in the history of toys is the Star Wars Kenner card. Um, and when they and they with the vintage collection, it's all the only the only reason to really collect these is the card art. So and you have some great example. The Ahsoka card is great. The mall card is great. I've got I've got here on my desk. This is you probably can't see it. So, well, maybe you can. This yeah, is um, Mando and the Kid mm-hmm. on the Kenner card. Just one of my favorite sort of modern ones they've done. Um, the that's kind of the appeal, right? Is the is the art? And uh, up here, I can't reach her. I don't think I've got my uh, uh, Kenner Star Wars uh, Princess Leia from eighty five. Eighty five, yeah, eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it, and so, but if that's the appeal, if that's the draw for, because you can just, if you just wanted to, which they've done for years, if you just wanted to put the guys out on any old card back, that's fine with me, I'll open them, no sweat, but when you put them out on the Kenner cards, I love them, that's why I love the retros, because although Kenner did not make Marvel's toys, actually, um, but they, they got that, they slapped that Kenner label on there, so suckers like me will buy it, um, <laughs> it's just it's that sort of retro appeal it's the it's the focus on the art it's the focus mm-hmm. on the whole design and the aesthetic which again for my money was the best um back in the day um i just love it i love the way it looks i love the way it all goes together there's something about it when you sort of think about symmetry there is i do have uh up at one point, I had a very elaborate setup with all the cards. I don't anymore, but I love the way that they look together. I love the organization of them. I love the flow of them. I, I, I love all of it. And it's something about the world building um, within Star Wars that um, would, is super interesting. I, I'm always interested to hear other people why they, you know, what it is about Star Wars that you f- that's so immersive that you just have to dive into it, as so many of us do. You know, you just like so. <laughs> all of a sudden, you have everything. Yeah. So, okay. How about this then? Because um, I absolutely understand keeping the packaging for the art because I used to do that as well with my Transformers. 
um, mm-hmm. I would buy it, and the art for them was so amazing. It was incredible uh, for the masterpieces, right? Like, it was really good. So I kept the boxes. Um, but what about in your case, like, removing carefully, removing the figure from the card back so you still have the card back, but the figure is not attached to it? Would that would that mm-hmm. kill the idea of the collection or... No, like, I, 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 I do, do that. that. I actually have a really big collection of the just the Kenner cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't have them out; they're in a box. But I have, I have a decent collection of carded Kenner, including right here. This is you can't see her probably, but this is uh, the, the Endor Leia from Power of the Force, yeah. 1985. So, yeah, this is she's one of the last figures they released. Um, so I have a fairly Mm, 25 30 uh carded and then the other ones i have including some variations i have just the card uh from the kenner days uh so i love collecting those too yeah so in that case then coming back to your silver surfer retro uh why not open the package so you still have the art um because with these in particular it, it there's something about just the whole thing the whole presentation okay. i don't feel super motivated to have the four inch guys sort of loose they're not like super poseable like the legends they're just five poa um points of articulation yep um so whereas like with the legends you get them out you play around with them a little bit you get some poses going on these guys you know, they don't really do that and um it's for me it's really just about the whole thing so that's kind of the draw um mm-hmm. sort of the the art the focus on the art um and in most cases they're all you know um they're all just characters that i really love so like with the comic books like there are comics i have just because i love the cover art right it is gorgeous mm-hmm. I buy a bunch of Bilson cabbage covers because they're so gorgeous and idiosyncratic. It's kind of that, too. Um, it, okay. you, you just want to look at it. Sure, that makes sense. I I will say for myself, it was kind of a tough day when I had to throw away the Transformers boxes. I, I had to lose the art. The reason yep. I had to throw them away is what was I doing with them? Um, yep. I was storing them in my closet so I wasn't even getting the visual benefit of being able to see them. That's and just it. I clearly wasn't living in a place that I could put them up as a poster or like on the wall for a display like that. So what was I doing with them? They're just taking up so much space and they really were. It was like taking up an entire quarter of my closet. That's the thing. It's a, when it gets to that point, and I've been there certainly, and you could argue I'm there now in some cases. It's when they're not, when you don't have the space to appreciate them. Then you, what are you holding on to them for? You know, because if they were, if it, you know, if it's a such value, then it would be you would make a space for it. So you know, what you don't have, you don't need, and what you don't have space for. You don't need either, so you, you know it's like you know that that's just that's just how it goes. Sometimes you got to kind of prune. You got to make those decisions. They can be tough, especially because you do have you know there is some connection to it, and then later you're like ah. But um, you know I've been there too, and I've pruned. I pruned big time because I just you know, and I have stuff in boxes now that I don't have out. It's stuff I'm not going to get rid of just because it's it's it you know like the, I was just talking about the Kenner cards. I have them in a box. I'm not going to get rid of those, but I just don't have a proper way of, of really organizing them right now and putting them out. Mm-hmm. But I'll get them out every great once in a while. I'll go through them. They're great to look at. They're great sort of conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? Like every collector determines that symmetry a little bit different, but there's always like this need to get more than just one of something. For whatever reason, one for display, one for uh, keeping it in package. I've I've met, well, not met. I've seen Transformer collectors buy two of every piece. Like, whatever they buy, they buy two of it. 
one for robot mode and one for alt alt mode sure and i know some people who buy two and three of the same figure marvel legends and star wars that to me is sort of odd just because <laughs> one I, I i i couldn't afford it and then two you know i don't i i well i buy some of the carded but i've never been sort of like well i'll just have one for safety <laughs> i've never i've never i've never safety done that. of what just to have it, I don't know, even, you know, like, I almost want, well, let me back up. I did have an opportunity one time to buy a Kenner Star Wars loose figure collection mm -hmm. um, that I considered buying. It was relatively cheap. This is in the before times. This is before the sale to Disney when pri before, before prices really got out of control. Just from a pure financial standpoint, this was a mistake not to buy this because I could have easily sold it for 10 times what it was worth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't buy it, but I considered it just because I thought I would have two collections and, you know, but I didn't do it, so. It'd be nice to have a couple extra of the figures that I have for different display purposes. Well, like, for example, I have two Storms. Mm -hmm. One Storm goes with the X-Men part of my display. The other Storm goes with the Black Panther part of my display. And I think Storm. actually I kind of put the wrong ones in the wrong place, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> I love Storm. Storm is one of my favorite characters as she is. I think for most people, I was writing actually a couple articles this week about Storm and I just sort of, um, I love, I love all the figures they've done of her. That retro figure that just came out is one of the ones I've been most looking forward to. And of course it's the, the one. Is that the two-pack or the Mohawk? Uh, this is the two pack. So this is the giant size X Men Dave Cockrum original Storm, which is uh, her classic look, and um, I can't wait to get that. And I can't wait to see what they do in Marvel Legends next for her. I imagine maybe they'll do her. She's uh, spoilers for folks uh, reading the comics, but she's having a great moment in the comics right now. She's sort of ascended and she becomes. They find ways to make her more and more powerful, and she's she's just doing some god level shit in the comics, and I think it's fantastic. And her and Black Panther, if uh, they were married, they're now divorced. Uh, very, very uh, dramatic. Uh, the shoe is on the other foot. For a long time, she was sort of uh, on the outs with Wakanda, and he was he's obviously the king of Wakanda, and he's sort of in the driver's seat. Things have changed in that relationship in the comics recently. Um, okay. There's a great Alex Ross cover, Black Panther number five. Just came Alex out. Alex Ross? Yeah. Storm on her throne as T'Challa approaches the queen. So you it. You cannot tell me Alex Ross, Storm, and Black Panther in the same sentence without showing me what that cover is. Oh, yeah. Google that <laughs> shit, dude. It's like uh, it, he he did a uh, variant cover last year, uh, but well, Storm and T'Challa both on separate separate covers. But man, I love that shit. So you were saying Storm is on the throne? Yeah, I believe. Let me double check my math. I believe it's Black Panther five. This is the uh, bad part about. That's all I do is think about and write about comics, and then <laughs> um, I get Black Panther number three. Excuse me. So for our audience who might not know, Alex Ross is an incredible comic book artist that he makes the figures look just realistic as possible. But, um, let me they, know if they you look can see incredible. this. Uh, I can. Yep, yeah. that's the one that I saw. So yeah. Storm is sitting on an X throne. Yeah. And what's going on like what's going on with that story because he well, looks angry he he's t'challa perhaps a little put out um broad strokes there's a lot going on broad strokes uh storm is the queen region of mars and mars uh, as in the mars, planet the planet and uh the the political dynamic shall we say has shifted uh, relative to the X-Men and certainly the Avengers and Wakanda. And um, Wakanda and Krakoa are at odds a little bit. Um, 
and that is embodied best in the relationship with Storm and Black Panther. Wakanda and who? Krakoa. So the X-Men, uh, you may not be familiar with this, actually, Sugu. So the last couple That's the, years... the font of the Marvel Legends. The what now? You were telling me about this before. Um, the Marvel Legends X-Men figures, their name is not written in using English oh, okay. characters. The, They're yeah, using so... something else. Yeah, so the... The, in the on the uh, Dawn of X wave with Moira and everybody, yeah. So the um, the X Men are a lot has happened. <laughs> I won't I won't be able to cover it all, but suffice to say, uh, beginning in 2019, the X Men, uh, their allies and enemies are all live on the living island of Krakoa, which fans will remember from Giant Size X Men One. Uh, Krakoa is a mutant who happens to be an island. Krakoa is a nation. Mutants have, through various means, uh, established a uh, their independence and sovereignty on Krakoa and that they've never had. They've now extended that to Mars in a very big, powerful, cosmic way. Storm had a big part in that. Storm, along with Magneto, Gene, and some of the other Omega-level mutants, terraformed mars in an evening and she is the queen regent of mars and she is in charge folks all right yeah there's a lot going i will say for folks maybe who aren't familiar uh this last two years the dawn of x uh in the comics is the best x-men comics since easily since claremont um this is just extraordinary extraordinary stuff going on and if you're a, if you're a fan of any of it, you're probably pretty happy. It's not it's not perfect, um, but if you're a Storm fan, man, is and this is after uh, House of M, right? Yeah. So House of M. This is all. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> House of M is 2005, 2006. House okay. of M. People are probably familiar with famously because Wanda. It's where Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, figurative, figuratively and literally snaps uh, 90% of all mutants out of existence uh, decimates mutants down to just a couple hundred this trauma, this horrible thing to mutants has gone through a lot in the last 15-16 years, it's led to a lot of things one of the direct consequences of that is what's happening right now in Krakoa and mm-hmm. mutant, mutants have just recently gotten their strength and numbers back. Another major consequence is that Wanda, Scarlet Witch, was just murdered on Krakoa in the comics. And oh. a, a big uh, mystery right now in the comics is who her murderer is. This is a major, major shit is going down uh, in the comics. Uh, and all of that stuff, House of M. All, oh my God. It's all coming to a head. Um, 15 years worth of comic books, um, comic book history and storylines and things like that. So I'm very excited about this because one, I think Wanda in the comics has been, I think, generally disserviced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. If, she's arguably the most important character in the Marvel comics in the 21st century, given her position relative to the major events in the in the last 20 years. Okay. But she, as a character, I think she's been the most ill-served. She hasn't really... She's just been sort of a plot device, right? Uh, yeah. She's not really a character. But I think give her success and her prominence in the MCU, <laughs> very far from the Silver Surfer now, has led <laughs> to has led to a sort of a, a reevaluation of her in the comics. And you've got that coinciding with the Dawn of X. It's If you're a Marvel fan, if you're an X-Men fan, if you're an Avengers fan... Uh, it's all really good right now, and it's it's mm-hmm. all it's all worth checking out, and um, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. So, and there's there's some some, I'll avoid going too far down any of the other rabbit holes, but um, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's been building for a really long time that's starting to sort of drop right now. So, it's very cool. All right, I guess I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, the Sugu. If you check out any of it, um, get the get the if you can either uh, a library or or buy it online, whatever. But the House of X Powers of Ten trade paperback. 
Jonathan Hickman. That's where you want to start. But amazing yeah. cover there by Alex Ross, who's one of my favorite artists, and um, it's a great it's a great cover. Not just because he's a great artist, but this is a great sort of classic sort of Marvel moment. Um, T'Challa head hung low, approaching the throne of the queen. Great, great moment. But um, I suspect Silver Surfer, just to bring it back to him, um, will become a factor here, more prominent in the comics as we get closer to the Fantastic Four in the MCU. They'll want to sort of reassert him and the Fantastic Four in the comics. So I look forward to, in the next year, um, a lot more to do with him and and them uh, collectively. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as the toys as well, um, I, I I don't think that Surfer Come of Galactus is probably the only one we'll get, I'll say, from Marvel no. Legends. Yeah. Because really, again, if we look at the buck like you know the toy production side of it his mold is very straightforward the only thing you have to do is mass produce the sur- the surfboard yeah i i i have a feeling that they'll want to just touch on him in the basic line again we might get a retro carded a six inch retro carded one they've mm-hmm. never done a silver surfer with the infinity gauntlet which is uh, i know a figure that people want so from the comics yeah um, i would buy that yeah, which is so I, I imagine they'll do him, um, and uh, so as we get as we get to the surfer here in the MCU in the next couple of years, we should probably get a, a quite a bit. Yeah, I I'm excited. I would I would buy it. I would absolutely get more sur- uh, surfer figures. For sure, um, I, I would too. I I I think that I I think that the Walgreens figure. The first Silver Surfer is great. Uh, the Obsidian figure, like I said, is a great figure if you're into that. This one with Galactus is looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to end up deeply regretting not buying that, but um, we'll see what happens uh, in the next year and beyond. And uh, But that that's a figure you kind of, if you're a Marvel fan, certainly a Marvel Legends fan, it's probably Silver Surfer, man. got to have him. Yeah, or in my case, got to have two. Got to have two, yeah. All right, well, before we wrap up, is there anything else we want to talk about, about, like, either Silver Surfer or symmetry of collecting symmetry? I don't think so. I'll, I'll just say that, we're like, with the Surfer, he's he's one of my favorite, as he is with a lot of people, he's one of my favorite characters, and... um. I'm excited to see what the future is for him, actually, because uh, I have a feeling in the MCU we'll probably see him before Galactus. Um, and, you know, like, so I'm super curious and excited about how that plays out. Uh, and um, I know in the comic, as a comic book collector in the sense that um, I, you know, I, there there are some comics I want. Uh, the, the Silver Surfer has been of intense interest by the speculators making a lot of his comics very hard uh to come by and they're just a, they just a, they're doing this thing that they always do where they run up the price on everything cuz they think something's about to happen in the MCU. Um I don't think anything imminent is happening with the surfer in the MCU, but I will say we will see him uh before mm-hmm. Galactus. Now that sure. most of Fantastic 4 is back in in the MCU, right? It's all back, and uh, I actually, uh, well, I won't say that, but um, the... Uh, it's all back except for Spider-Man. Right, so Spider-Man is still Sony, um, but, uh, you know, um, I think things are pretty stable for a while anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the next couple of years are going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to uh, whatever this next sort of Avengers sort of iteration is and the potential of having the Fantastic Four, Avengers, Spidey, and X-Men all in the same scene. So that will happen at some point, not anytime soon, but that will happen. Um, and I'm really looking, as a uh, aging nerd, I'm really looking forward to it. So I, I got one maybe last question. Maybe, yeah. you know, it's us. Um, so you told me House of X, Powers of Ten, to get started on X-Men. Great. What about Silver Surfer? I'll send I'll send you the leaks, Sue, and then I'll include it in the pod. 
one a great place to start is uh, a, a friend of mine who I was a guest on their pod recently, Dr. Anna Prepard just wrote the other day a uh, respect uh, retrospective of Silver Surfer and comics, mm-hmm. which uh, is a great guide to his history in comics, oh. and I I would encourage that actually. All right, um, but he's had a lot of great moments in the comics. Um, definitely the. Um, the Jim Starlin, Ron Lim, late 80s, early 90s, which led into the Infinity Gauntlet, I would recommend highly. I'll check it out, and thank you for the backstory on Obsidian Surfer. So my headcan is going to completely nix all that and give him a much better backstory. <laughs> yeah, i just be like, whatever. Just like, <laughs> we're going to do something else. Yeah. I mean, it started with a name. Silver Surfer Black? Nope. Obsidian Surfer. That'll do it for today, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, I'm Darby Harn, and you can find more information about me and my books at my website, DarbyHarn.com. I'm also on Twitter at Darby Harn. Sugu, how can they find out more about us in the podcast? You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach us at our email address, shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Send us feedback about the show, your thoughts, opinions, recommendations, and insights on our perspectives. We're always happy to hear from you, our audience, and we'd love to share your opinions on our next show. Again, that's shelfwarmers at gmail.com. And if email isn't your thing, we're also on Twitter. You can reach us at shelfwarmers. Give us a holler. We have new episodes every Friday. As always, remember to stay safe, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and get vaccinated when you can. Stick around to listen to a free clip of more content from us. Subscribe today and you can hear the rest of the following and more. Bye-bye.